Welcome to the Not Your Mother's Health Class podcast. My name is Emma and I'm your host, certified personal trainer, health and nutrition coach, here to teach you the truth about getting healthy inside and out, head to toe. We work to grow the mind first in order to give the body freedom to follow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Mother's Health Class Podcast. I am so excited to be bringing you guys today's episode, and this is the last of my little series on the different components of food. This is our episode all about protein. Protein is absolutely one of the most vital nutrients that we need in our diet, specifically if you are exercising, you are working to build up some strength, to put on muscle, to lose fat, to just live and be optimally healthy, which you guys know is what I always talk about. Eating protein and making sure that you have enough protein in your diet is so, so important. So today we are going to be talking about why it's so important, what exactly proteins are, what they do for us, where we can find protein to make sure that we're getting enough in our diet, and how much we need to eat, and all of that good stuff. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into it. Did you know that I send out a weekly newsletter email straight to your inbox full of awesome ideas for healthy recipes, happy and fun workouts, and some awesome motivational material? So if you feel like you need a weekly little kick in the pants, get yourself going, get some ideas, get some motivation, this is the newsletter for you to sign up with. It comes out once a week straight to your inbox. All you have to do is go to the link down in the show notes below, enter in your email, and you are all signed up. I promise no spam, just some good quality information to help you get healthy. Okay, so to go ahead and get started, first thing that I want to share with you guys is kind of, as always, what proteins are. So proteins in our body are everything. So proteins make up nearly every single thing in our body down to our cells. So even our cells are made of proteins. They have proteins in them. They require proteins to function. Our DNA makes proteins. Proteins are like the most simple, simple basic component of everything that we do. And so one of the biggest roles that protein plays is that protein is able to, like I kind of mentioned, produce and make up our cells, also helps to repair our cells and repair our bodies. So this includes muscle cells, this includes um, bone cells, this includes everything. So everything in our body requires protein to function. And so when protein is in our body, we eat protein, it breaks down into these things called amino acids. So like similar to fat, similar to carbohydrates, when we eat protein, the bigger kind of macronutrient of protein, it breaks down into these smaller components. And so for proteins, that's the amino acids. And so there's three different kinds of amino acids that I want to talk to you guys about. So the first one is going to be essential amino acids, and there's nine of these. We're not going to go into the details of the names of these amino acids. Um, But the essential amino acids are amino acids that our bodies don't make by itself. So these are amino acids that we have to get from our diet. And now remember, like as people, we are made to eat. That is why we have a digestive system. That is why we, um, you know, have teeth. That's why we have everything we have in our body because in order for us to function at our fullest ability, we have to eat. And so these amino acids are the perfect example of how there is literally food that has nutrients in it that our body cannot make on its own. And these are not the only nutrients that our body needs to get from food. There's lots of vitamins and all of that that our body can't make on its own different for saving that for another episode. Um, So these essential amino acids are amino acids that our body cannot make 
by itself. And just to give you guys a quick rundown, we'll go into more details of kind of where you can find these later. Um, but essential amino acids are often the amino acids that you will find in products like meat, dairy, animal products in general, even things like rice contain a lot of the essential amino acids, soy products. Um, there is some foods, there is certain essential amino acids that are only found in animal products, but a lot of these essential amino acids you can find in rice, soy, um, really a lot of the, the a lot of foods that have protein in them. So to move on, next we have the non-essential amino acids. And so these are these are amino acids that your body can make on its own. So your body can produce these without dietary, without needing to get them from your diet. Often when we're eating animal products and whatnot, we wind up getting these amino acids in our body anyway. However, we don't absolutely need to get them from our food. And the last kind is conditional amino acids. And these are amino acids that our body uses and needs um, when our body is having an illness or under stress. So these are proteins that aid in the um, immune response and in our body's ability to handle stress, all of that kind of stuff. So to kind of move on, we have these amino acids. And then within those, we're really going to be focusing on these essential amino acids because that's really what we get from our food, right? That's the things that our body needs from food and that's what we go to eat for. So real quick, as a side note, one of these kind of amino acids um, that's a part of the essential amino acids you might have heard of referred to as BCAAs. What this stands for is branched chain amino acids. They're called this because in their molecular structure, they have branches. So while you can find a lot of these branched chain amino acids in many different foods, when we are focusing on things like mu muscle growth and if you're exercising heavily, these BCAAs are super, super important that you are getting enough of in your diet. So these are really concentrated in food like beef. Um, I believe soy has a lot of them in there. Um, but when we are talking about BCAAs, this is also a supplement that a lot of people can use and you can take. So they have plant-based ones. They have animal-based ones. The one I take is a vegan BCAA that I use. And these BCAAs are super, super important. And their key function is in helping with muscle growth and tissue repairs. With BCAAs, if you're eating a kind of standard diet, you're eating meat, you're eating red meat and poultry, um, you're eating you know, lots of eggs, stuff like that, most likely you're getting enough of these BCAAs in your system that you don't need a supplement. However, if you are on something like a plant-based diet or you don't eat or you're maybe, you know, pescatarian or something like that, where you probably aren't getting as much of these BCAAs in your diet, that's a really, really good option and a really good opportunity to supplement with something like a BCAAs. I actually take them while I'm working out. So I drink them while I'm exercising. And that way, as your body is um, kind of breaking down the muscle and why it's getting, you know, it's kind of damaging the tissues and what, like, whatnot, it's getting fed these amino acids. That's super easy for your body to absorb because they're already broken down into that amino acid state. So your body doesn't need to break it down for you. Um, like, like it does with food, when you eat food, right, your body has to like then go in and break it down before your body can use those nutrients. So these are already broken down, so you kind of drink it while you're exercising, and it goes right into your system. Your body can use those nutrients to go and repair. And I find for me, it gives me a ton of energy when I'm working out, and it kind of keeps my stamina and my endurance going for longer, especially when you're doing things like weightlifting, because again, as you're breaking down and you're getting rid of those nutrients, you're able to replenish them right away, which is super awesome. Next thing that I want to go into is this idea of where can I find protein? Because I think a lot of people think that in order to get protein in your diet, you need to be eating meat, you need to be eating, you know, two dozen eggs a day, all of that. So 
For protein, yes, a really, really awesome source, a very easy source to get protein from is animal products. So be that dairy, eggs, um, meat, poultry, anything like that has a lot of protein in it for the caloric density and is a very easy source of protein for your body to understand and for your body to use. So I am a meat eater. I enjoy meat. I eat all um, grass-fed, organic, pasture-raised, no antibiotics, no hormone meat, um, which I think if you are going to eat meat, that should be the one thing that you should splurge on and choose the higher quality meat. But regardless, I think that meat is a really, really good source of um, protein. It's a really good source of nutrients. It's a good source of healthy fats if you're eating um, you know, things like beef and you're eating not super, super lean turkey. All of that really good source of saturated fats, really good source of um healthy and wholesome protein. But one of the things that I also want to share with you guys is that this isn't the only place that you can get protein. So protein can also be found in products like beans. It can be found in a lot of veggies, like um, broccoli has a lot of protein in it. Soy products have a lot of protein in them. Um, nuts and seeds have a lot of protein. All of that. So there is a lot of other places besides meat that you can get protein from. But the one thing that I will caution you on when you are getting your protein from sources like beans, sources like nuts and seeds, super, super great option. But you often want to be kind of aware of your um, caloric intake because often for getting, so say if you're eating beans, to get that same 30 grams of protein that you'd be getting from meat, you're also going to be getting like, you know, a bunch of carbohydrates with that. Totally fine, but just want to make sure that you're kind of adjusting your eating so that that fits in. So maybe if you're going to be choosing to have beans instead of chicken, that you're adjusting your macros or you're adjusting um, your kind of plate around knowing that those beans are also a source of carbohydrates for you and kind of adjusting your portion sizes of maybe the rice you're going to eat with it or not um, from that. And so the last thing that protein does for us is protein acts as our body's energy reserve. So similarly to fat, where fat was kind of how we um, got our energy later on after our body had burned through all of the carbohydrates we had had in our diet, protein is like the last, last, last option. And so often what this will come in as is that your body will actually be forced to take protein from your muscles that is going right, those amino acids like go right to your cells and go right to your um, muscle cells. And so often when you are really, really diminished in energy and you are in kind of a starvation state, your body will start to pull from those muscle stores of protein and use that for energy. And so this a lot of times can actually be a negative and this is why um, people who go into a really, really low calorie diet or say they're on like a super harsh cut are really, really careful to make sure that they don't start losing muscle mass when their calories and when their um, carbohydrate intake specifically gets really low. And so this is often why, like at least for me, I'm sure there's people out there that will say otherwise, something like the ketogenic diet often is not going to be the optimal diet for muscle growth because your body is going to be burning through that fat. And then once it burns through the fat, it's kind of going to have nothing else to go at except for your muscle and your uh, in those protein stores. So anyway, with that, I want to go ahead and move on to the last piece of all of this, which is how much protein should you be eating? There's a lot of different things out there on what you should be eating, how much, what of what. It's so confusing, you guys. So I just want to give you like some basic generic rules. These are super simple to follow and they're kind of foolproof, which is super, super nice and what I'm all about. So the kind of general rule that works for more or less everyone is 
as a starting place. Sometimes you need to adjust these depending on your goals. But the generic kind of rule is to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 100 pounds, that's about 100 grams of protein a day should be in your diet. And the important thing with this to understand is that your body is only capable of absorbing so much protein at a time. So this is why it's really important to try and not just like you know, have six scoops of protein powder and get in all that protein in one meal because guess what? Your body's going to take the little bit of protein that it can and it's just going to flush the rest out of your system. And so then you've just kind of wasted protein and you haven't actually gotten in. So this is why you'll often see people who are um, heavily bodybuilding, heavily trying to grow muscle, will be eating like five or six meals throughout the day and it's to be able to give their body these little bouts of nutrients so that their body can absorb everything and then be ready for more the next time that that they get food. And So the kind of general thing is about 20 to 30 grams of protein is what your body can absorb at a time. So I usually typically recommend per meal kind of focusing on having that 20 to 30 grams of protein. And so this often will look like something like four to five eggs, um, about like four ounces of meat. That's why that serving size is what it is. Um, That's often going to be kind of that sweet spot of protein per meal that you can eat. And this includes snacks. So this is a perfect amount that, you know, if you want to have a protein shake for one of your snacks, there's that 20 grams of protein. But I also always recommend that you mix that in with like a banana or some nut butter or something like that. So you have some other nutrients in there aside from just the protein. Um, But this is kind of the sweet spot. And so if you're working to put on lots and lots of muscle, sometimes that that protein intake can go up a little bit. But just keep in mind that if you're trying to, you know, pound in 50 grams of protein a meal, your body's just not absorbing all of it. So save yourself the heartache, save yourself the obnoxiousness of needing to like shove down that much protein um, and, you know, eat the amount that your body can actually absorb. And if you do want to up that protein intake where you say, okay, you know, I weigh 100 pounds, I want to be making sure I'm eating like 120 grams of protein a day because I'm really, really trying to work on muscle growth and fat loss, um, then up that protein, but make sure that you're spreading it out enough so that you, again, aren't trying to get all of that in one meal or all of it in two meals or something like that. With that, that is kind of wraps up our episode on protein and on what protein does for our diet. As always, if you guys have any questions, feel free to leave comments or DM me on Instagram at organicallyemma. I will be happy to chat with you over there, answer any questions you may have, and just just get to know you because I love chit-chatting. So with that, I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful rest of their day, rest of their week, whatever you are doing, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Not Your Mother's Health Class Podcast. Once again, my name is Emma, and you can go and check out the show notes below for all of my links on social media and more. Have a wonderful day.